morning, you've got more than money. You've got Gene Dickinson, your host, your personal financial advisor. Joining me in the studio, Alyssa Young. She, um, uh, we're fairly certain you did not win the Mega Millions. I definitely didn't because I didn't play. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Without a ticket, you can't win. So. That's uh to take off on that old joke as a guy that keeps praying, please, Lord, help me win the lottery. Please, Lord, help me win the lottery. <laughs> week after week and finally in despair, please, Lord, what must I do? Help me win the lottery. He said, help me out, buddy. Buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we were going to... Uh, I messed up. Mm. I apologize. They're down in the car. Probably worth millions. Mm. Um, got gas this week and went... A billion dollars. <laughs> a billion has a certain ring to it. Mm-hmm. You know, went in a few hundred million. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But a billion. I mean, come on. So, yeah, I've got tickets down there. I was going to check them on air. I mean, I know I didn't win the billion because John already ruined it for me. Because do you live in Maine? Uh, <laughs> no, John. Why? Because you didn't win. You didn't win. Fell with what a one. party pooper. I know. It just, like, took the air right out of the studio. Which is... <laughs> No, he did. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Speaking of all good, welcome to More Than Money. If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly how this works. We're going to give you lots of ways to reach out to us and uh, take advantage of our experiences, our knowledge, our training, on our our very own RICP certified. Uh, very, very good. And um, answer as many of your questions as we can. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. Where have you been? Yeah, I might (laughs) suggest buckle in. It's uh, generally a fascinatingly bumpy ride as we go through the next couple of hours with you. We are the most relevant financial show on radio today. Also, uh, if I must say so myself, on TV as well. Without a doubt, the most relevant because we don't set the agenda. You do. We are... That's certainly the most relevant for you, because all you need to do is craft your question, ask us about your situation, and you've got Alyssa and Gene at your service. Um, investments, retirement, income taxes, Roth conversions, IRAs, custodians, powers of attorney, business startups, franchises, liquidation, succession plans. And those are just the generic topics, and that's why... We are so happy that you are the heart of the show because your questions are far more interesting uh, than any general topic that we might trot out. Although we've got a couple general topics today mm-hmm. that people are going to want to pay attention to because they're really, really important to so very many people. So uh, welcome. Um, lots going on. I know you're very, very busy. I get to see chat with you a whopping six minutes a day. Uh, Alyssa and I, our desks are maybe eight feet apart mm-hmm. and yet six or seven minutes. Yeah, a, a solid, solid. I mean, I'm not trying to, it's not like fluffy. It's, right. it's the real deal. Right. But lots going on since the first of the year for sure. Oh yeah. A lot of people have been coming in. Um, a lot of planning going on. Mm-hmm. My, my desk has been covered with folders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's all it's all good. I've met lots of nice new folks already, and it's only January fourteenth. 
for some reason, when the calendar turns January 1st, people go, ooh, fresh start. We better start doing some of those mm-hmm. things we've been promising. We like were a gonna... New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. And excellent. Fantastic. Get a good year started. The uh, couple that was in this week, he was very abusive to me. Was he a new client or a returning client? Returning. Yeah, very abusive. <laughs> very abusive. Actually, it was really good. Um, uh, when he the, when he and his wife came through the door, Alyssa and I happened, to, just by happenstance, happened to be right there. And he walked in and he went, whoa, a radio star. And I went, oh, come on. He goes, I meant Alyssa. <laughs> Oh, so we've set a tone. Yeah, they're loyal to me. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, they told me during that meeting that I was, it was like they adopted a daughter because I was like taking care of them, you nice. know, you know, so I, I appreciated that. Yep. They, they pretended that they were talking about me. That's uh, that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, now, speaking of adopted and daughters and family connections, of course, for those who are loyal listeners, they know that. Alyssa's uh, daughter, Juliana, is uh, particularly special to me. <laughs> if I had a granddaughter, I would want her to be her. She's that special. She's fantastic. And Chris <laughs> Andrew is an amazing young man. Um, I've had a very good influence on his life. I'm, I'm quite certain of that. He's got another college acceptance letter yesterday. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> uh, just a bright, bright future. Um, uh, John Weimer, who joined us uh, this past week, and we talked about uh, on last week's show, yes. has already meeting with uh, with the prospective clients, and mm-hmm. I had a chance to say hello to uh, to one of those gentlemen this week, and and you can tell he's got a very very warm feeling about about John. Uh, in our discussion, if if um, you weren't with us last week, uh, where our our company continues to grow, goodness, uh, and needs to because. All of you are kind enough to keep asking questions and sending us information and mm-hmm. saying, hey, could we stop in? Could we help? And the answer is, we, of course, we, we want to be able to do that mm-hmm. uh, within reason. Up to this point, we've been very lucky. We've not had to put anybody on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. And by adding John, I think we're going to be able to delay that eventuality, at least for a period of time. So if you're out there saying, geez, I th- I've been thinking about stopping over. Now might be a good time um, before we do have to kind of ratchet back a little bit and and preserve sanity and put people on a waiting list. Um, But in in our conversations with John this week, his dad is a financial advisor. Yeah. His dad and I are basically the same age. His dad and I have been doing financial advisory work for basically the same number of years, except he doesn't claim 780. Mm-hmm. It just says forty plus, mm, but so it's, so it, it, it's, it's it's the same thing. It's equivalent to seven hundred and eighty. Well, in dog years, or <laughs> or however however that's being right. calculated for guys. <laughs> uh, in my case, maybe reptilian years. Oh. Yeah, I just that just occurred to me that. All right, let's not go down that road. Mm-hmm. So um, the connections, uh, kind of across family. Uh, and one of the things that I think John has uh, has already picked up on, a, a little different than his former um, position, is is how committed we are to working with clients that wish um, to be part of our family, to be part mm-hmm. of our more than money family, our MTM family, to come and uh, visit us in in the Holy Lands, mm-hmm. in the Holy Lands between Bethlehem and Nazareth. 
uh, in our home office, our world headquarters, now that we have multiple locations, our world headquarters, uh, and, and be part of the family. And when you're part of the family, that, that's not measured in weeks or even months. It's measured in years and decades. And uh, goodness, uh, my longest standing client, who I met my very first year as a financial advisor, now I think 43 years we've been working together, uh, watching them raise their children and hmm. now helping raise their grandchildren and weddings and uh, retirements, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's an amazing opportunity that we have to have a real impact. Yeah, I enjoy being able to be a s- small part of these journeys, you know, and just being able to see those changes happen and help people transition um, through their lives. That's it's especially really when nice. they. When they take shots at Gene, that makes it even better. That's right. It's like icing on the cake. And it was beautifully, beautifully <laughs> delivered. It was great. If you would like to join us this morning, we would invite that. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. You can send us emails. Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. You can do the same for Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com. And for those of you who are uh, further afield or maybe you're at work or maybe it's, you just get a better signal. Uh, when I'm at home, uh, the signal on iHeartMedia is crystal clear. I carry it all over the house. Uh, all you have to do is go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, more than, T-H-A-N, morethanmoneyonline.com. Uh, hit the Listen Live button. It's a magic red button that appears every Saturday morning around 8.05. Uh, disappears around 10 as we end up our show. So uh, you'll have the access to the entire show live and crystal clear. And if you have questions, just ha- hit the Ask Gene button. We should add an Ask Alyssa button to that as well. Because <laughs> some people are inclined in that direction. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Walt. Walt, good morning. Morning, Gene. How are you? Good, sir. How may we serve you? Uh, it's 529 question, or at least related to it. <laughs> okay. We have our, uh, our, our our last one, which we only had two, but our last one is, is finishing up college this spring and um, I have you know some money in the 529 uh, still still there and um, one of the things that I happen to see is an employee of, uh, of, a, of a school and I'm an employee of a school and basically the kid the kid as far as tuition goes that's a free ride so I'm in a position where it's basically a scholarship for, for our for our child. And I was wondering, uh, because you know, because it'll be the, the last semester, should I or, or should I consider taking the money out that's remaining in the five twenty nine? Because there's nobody behind uh, the younger younger child. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating question, and and one that certainly you have the option of taking the money out. The IRS says uh, it's your money. You can do that as long as you're willing to pay the taxes on any of the profits that are inside the plan and, sadly, a 10% penalty. 
or if that's not money that you personally need at the moment and and accurately there's no one kind of there, there's no other student in in the in the mix or in 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 line at the moment you don't have to worry about taking that out there's no expiration date so if if there's a possibility that in your future there might be heaven forbid grandchildren uh, that, that you might be able to change the beneficiary to a grandchild then I wouldn't be in a big hurry to take the money out at this point you've got some options there how long have you had the 529 oh wow uh, a lot of years uh, the reason I ask is that the, the most recent tax law the secure act 2.0 uh, allows for a new, very new option for 529 plans that have been around more than 15 years. So let's say that yours is 12, you wait another three years. You can shift some of that money out of the 529 into a Roth IRA for your child, uh, and there's no tax involved. So there's a, a kind of an interesting little wrinkle you might use. You might want to leave the money there for the next generation. And ultimately, if you do need the money, you can always take it out later. Um, you actually hit on a, a interesting comment when you said about a Roth because he already has a Roth. And is that a problem? Is it a problem that he has a Roth? No, no. That, that if I would try to do the, the Roth option that you would just describe with the new 529. No, it's no problem whatsoever. You can, uh, and again, be, because you're in control, you're the owner of the account, you decide when money comes out and how much money comes out. So if we're looking at, at your son's Roth IRA and there's an opportunity that maybe in a certain year he can put money in, but he doesn't have quite enough out of his own pocket, you can do the transfer from the 529 over. Um, but again, there's requirements. It's got to have been alive for 15 years. For a lot of folks, that kind of puts them out of the ballpark. Uh, but just hanging on to the money now is, uh, and, and kind of biding your time is probably in everybody's best interest. And, there's, and so there's no uh, commingling at that point if, if I was moving it to his IRA? No, no, no. As a matter of fact, oh, okay. it's, it's exactly what needs to have happen. Because as I understand the new rule for that transfer to be... Um, approved, effective, so to speak. It, the, right. the Roth IRA has to be in the name of the beneficiary of the 529. So, no, this would fit perfectly uh, going down the road. Very good. Thank you very much. That, like I said, it was a, a sort of an off-the-wall question. I know not everybody is in quite the same position with all the criteria that we were talking about, mm -hmm. but... Um, that's, that was great stuff. Thank you. I appreciate it, Walt. Thank you for the call, and God bless you, sir. You as well. Thank Take you. Care. See, that makes us relevant. That's right. Because Walt's gone, I know it's not for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. But for the people that it applies to, you want to talk about relevant? Wait a second. I can move 529 money into a Roth IRA for my kids? Uh-huh. That's awesome. It's um, brand new. Something that, and, and the mechanics are going to get worked out. Uh, the IRS often does this, well, Congress often does this, where they, they pass a law. It's, it's 5,000 pages. Most of it's stupid. 
That's re- Congress passing a law being stupid. That's redundant. Um, and then the IRS has to figure out how to implement it. So they issue revenue rulings. They issue guidances. They issue clarifications, uh, technical corrections kind of a thing. So we'll figure out mechanically how all this works. Um, but uh, having that option uh, of so many folks being so very responsible and helping prepare their kids for school and uh, being in a position where they're, they're not coming out of college burdened with tremendous debt. Um, not many years ago, the 529 plan rules were changed so that you could move $10,000 a year out of the 529 to pay down college loans. That's very useful. And now if you don't have college loans, as uh, in this case, uh, Walt's going to have a chance to help. Um, gosh, can you imagine if you moved 10000 bucks for two or three years from a 529 plan you didn't need to a Roth that will benefit your kids That's awesome. That's... for, what, 70 years? Yeah. 610-720-7900. You might want to answer this one. <laughs> go right ahead. Okay. Well, we're going to go back to the phones, and we have a call from Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. I just I don't want to get in the way of important questions here, but I just wanted your listeners to know what an asset Alyssa is to MTM. Oh. My wife and I reached out yesterday. We got an appointment right away from Melissa with Alyssa and she called us yesterday and she put the she put the rest a lot of fear and anxiety as we're transitioning into retirement and all the time she spent with us, the questions she answered for such such small potatoes we had was just it just took all the pressure off and a lot of anxiety away. And I just wanted your listeners to know what an asset she is. Aww. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so happy that you feel that way. That's always my goal. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to call in and share your experience. I appreciate it. Thank you again. I, let me get out of the way of your callers. Thank you. Uh, God bless you, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad he called. I'm so glad he called. Do you know why I'm glad he called? Are you, why are you glad he called? Because I was seriously considering having an exit interview with him. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought maybe Monday. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe, wow. Maybe the cardboard box. Wow, just... Craig, thank you for saving my job. <laughs> I was going to get fired. <laughs> well, just, I mean, I was just thinking about it. It wasn't, it wasn't decided. Come on. So, but, so now Craig adds that and kind of tips in your favor okay. a little bit. That's okay. nice. If anybody else wants to call, <laughs> save my skin. <laughs> we'll go on a campaign. Save Alyssa's job. <laughs> now, that was really nice. I, um, was just doing my, you know, it's what we do, uh, and um, yeah. and I'm really um, grateful to hear that it it helps people as much as, um, as it helped Craig and, and Grace. And while while Alyssa is absolutely correct, it is what we do. We have tremendous advisors, uh, Mark and Greg and Chad and Daryl and John and Alyssa. Tremendous advisors. It's what we do. It just so happens that Alyssa does it really, really well. <laughs> Really, really well. Thank you. 610-720-7900. Back to the phones. We talked to Art. Art, good morning. Hi, Gene. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? How may we serve you? Oh, fine. Hey, uh, we're not due for a review yet, but we had a question. We've got our uh, credit union is offering a a CD that's 5% and 5% APY for 15 months. And we're wondering, is would that be 
as good a deal as putting some extra money into uh, an I-bond. Oh, it's going to be a little shy. I think the I-bond rates that I saw most recently are a little over 6 um, but the I-bonds have a little more restrictions. The I-bonds require you to suffer through the Treasury Direct website, which is a pain in the neck. Uh, yeah, I've done that. We've and, done that. And, uh, and there are other um, kind of complications. An I-bond technically is, 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 if I'm going by memory correctly, five, a five-year bond. You can get out after a year without substantial penalty, but you have to stay at least a year. Five uh, percent for for fifteen months, if I heard you correctly, um, is really good. The I bond yeah. interest rates reset every six months too, sure. so it's possible six months from now it Could will drop. be less than six percent, and in over fifteen months you might net about the same. I mean, yeah, from from a logistic standpoint, from a hassle standpoint. I would go to the credit union because that's me because I'm a simple-minded guy um, for a relatively, well, let's call it a 1% uh, delta for a relatively smaller amount of money. If we're talking about 10,000 bucks, a hundred dollar differential for the hassle factor, I wouldn't go through the hassle. I would go to my credit union. Okay. That's kind of what we were thinking that it's kind of in our, still in our credit union. It's, it's under our control and, after 15 months, uh, it's our money to do with, do with, you know, otherwise or whatever. So I agree a hundred percent. Okay. Well, uh, we just wanted to check with you since you're the uh, guru. <laughs> Thank you, sir. God bless you both. Okay. And we'll see you, I guess, in a month or two. So excellent. Uh, excellent. Thanks, thanks for the, we love the show. Thank you so much. And Alyssa, Alyssa's seeming to teach you quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, my friend. Well said. I want to shake your hand when you come into the office for your review. (laughs) God bless him. Thank you, Art. Oh, my goodness. Uh, See, uh, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little hurt. This this, this seems to be a pattern now. (laughs) Your your client kind of taking me to the clinic. My client kind of taking me to the clinic. The observation I will make, thank you uh, to Art for for both the the good question and and for the jab, because that's that's what friends do. Um, Art and his lovely wife and I have been working together for many, many years. and, and when we have our reviews, which we do regularly, they're in, in the category of the folks who generally show up on, on, on the 90-day cycles. Some of our clients are every 90 days. Some of our clients decide to skip one here and there. Or they'll do uh, in, in the office for one or two, on the phone for one or two, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. But when you develop that long-term relationship, there's a couple things that happen. And yes, some of them are financial. I get that. We are financial advisors. That's why predominantly folks come to seek us out to get good information, make good financial decisions. I get all that. That, that that's in my in my mind. That's what what do they call those table stakes? That's that's the basics. The long term real value is the relationship. Mm-hmm the friendships that you develop, the communication that you develop, so that when you have a question like this, you don't go, oh, my God, now i got to worry about, should I go Treasury? What a pain. And No, you pick up a friend, uh, pick up the phone, you call a friend, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you say, hey, I know you know about this stuff. What do you think? And it, life becomes easier, both for, uh, in this case, my friend, the client, but, and your friend, the client, but for us as well, because the longer we develop this relationship, the deeper that relationship goes, the easier it is to answer those questions because we know I'm better and yeah. better and better. And it comes from a, um, an understanding I, we, we keep making claim to being the most relevant show on radio. Well, I say we, I keep making mm-hmm. the claim. Uh, and I, I think we absolutely are. I think we are also the most relevant financial advisors to our clients. For the financial advisors who, um, and since I'm in the industry and I get all the journals and I get the reports from all the conferences and I keep seeing um, how proudly they announce that they diligently produce annual review meetings with their clients. I go, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's embarrassing. Seriously. That's embarrassing. Uh, if you think that you're getting enough information once a year, the only thing that you're actually doing is announcing to the world. I am interested in being paid as much as I can be paid for the least amount of work. Hmm. That's gotten, not, that's not good. That's, <laughs> that's not serving your client. No. Ay, ay, ay. Well, John, uh, DJ John, um, Dawn's little boy Johnny, making <laughs> sure that our music is up to date. And uh, and we've got to, at some point, figure out the theme. Friends, call a friend. That's what friends are for. Nice. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh, He's having so much fun. I know. <laughs> Ever since uh, Forever Young. Huh. Huh. Go figure. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just pump your brakes over there. <laughs> 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. We'll take your calls, your questions after this on More Than Money. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. singing a duet with Kenny Loggins right there? No, I didn't get that, to hear that it would long be, That would be Stevie Nicks. Okay. And I probably f- wouldn't have guessed that. For Christmas, um, my gift to Diane was tickets to a concert in June coming up. Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks together in concert. That's going to be awesome. <sighs> Sounds like a good show. Where is that? Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly. Nice. So we'll, uh, <clears throat> nice gift. Good job. And uh, Kenny Loggins, the short backstory to that particular song. He wrote that song, Whenever I Call You Friend, uh, with an incredible singer, unbelievable singer, amazing singer, and smoking hot, Melissa Manchester. Fantastic, fantastic. 
they write the song together, assuming they're going to record the song together. And Kenny Loggins is at a party. I just read his autobiography. Mm-hmm. Was at a party, bumps into Stevie Nicks, and she says, I love your work. If I could ever do a duet with you, I would love to do it. He goes, yeah, I got a new song. And, <laughs> and he turned his back on Melissa Manchester. Oh, sh- and went with now at the time Stevie Nicks was the hottest female singer on the planet. So even Melissa Manchester said, I think we're gonna make a lot more money. So apparently she was relatively understanding. <laughs> relatively understanding. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Alyssa's got a smile on her face. It's it's kind of a a tired smile. She's not getting enough sleep lately, but she's got a smile on her face because since um, the new year, the stock market has been remarkably cooperative yes. and very quietly. If you are not yet, uh, well, maybe your financial advisor only does annual reviews, so you're going to have to wait another 10 or 12 months to find out where the heck you are. Ridiculous. Or uh, maybe you, you're just a couple of weeks away. You may not have noticed that your fourth quarter, October, November, December numbers for last year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little bump up. Kind of quietly. The mm-hmm. reviews I did this week, if I look at fourth quarter last year and uh, what, two weeks of, of this year, we're up about just over 10%. So if you were... Uh, uh, end of September, this is dreadful. I'm down 15, 18, 20%. If you had a similar bump now, you're down 5, 6, 7, 8%. Yeah. So that is quietly, very getting not a whole lot of press, uh, quietly a very positive uh, thing in deed. Savings bonds and I bonds. I had a wonderful mm-hmm. conversation with a client this week, and he, she's incredibly smart and very perceptive. And she said, I was listening last week and you were talking to a gentleman about savings bonds Mm -hmm. and you were quite clear you're not a big fan. I said, that is absolutely the the case. She said, what about I-bonds? I said, oh, I am a big fan. She said, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference. They don't don't see the difference. They hear I-bonds, savings bonds, it kind of sounds like the same thing. I think she's right. Yeah, it's that's a good point. So how do you... Uh, describe the difference between savings bonds and high bonds. Um, so savings bonds, the double E bonds. Yeah, you like pay, you buy them for half of the value that they eventually mature at, right? And so they're earning interest over time. Like, so my experience with savings bonds, um, my grandfather bought them for my brother and sister and I for birthdays and Christmas. Um, and so I held on to them for a really long time before they were matured. And then it was like, oh, look at this. Uh, you know, these pa- pieces of paper now have some nice value. Um, I bonds are um, different because they have they work they work completely differently mm-hmm. and they, they have different rules. So those are the ones we're talking about where the interest rate that they earn is based on the inflation rate and the ones that we were just talking about a few minutes ago on the phone where you have to open a treasury direct account. You can only buy $10,000 per person per year. Um, You have to hold them for at least a year, but their five years is the 
normal, you know, holding period for for I bonds. Um, the interest rate resets every six months. So they work com- they work completely differently. A lot of uh, these savings bonds were the ones typically people did buy to give as as gifts. And if you a lot of people that I talk to who've had them hold that piece of paper mm-hmm. and they've had them for a long time and now that they're mature, they're cashing them in and you pay tax on the interest. And I'm not really sure how else to what else yeah, to say. The to savings them. bonds have a set fixed interest rate. It varies as they're being issued. So some might be the older ones might be four percent, four and a half, five percent. I bonds are adjustable and adjustable is is when the interest rates are going up, it's a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. When they're going down, not so much. Mm-hmm. So uh, a savings bond, if you secure, if it's going to double, say, over a 10-year period, you're going to get a fixed rate of, of interest. It's probably going to be a longer than that. It's 12 or 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I-bonds are, consi- are intended to be shorter term. They're intended to be variable. And I-bonds, inflation is the I part of I-bonds. Uh, they are... Uh, the adjustments are tied to the CPI, mm-hmm. uh, and as the CPI drops, which everybody, everybody, everybody with a brain is praying for this year that inter- that inflation drops, um, those interest rates are going to drop as well. Uh, I bonds uh, can be very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think far more useful than savings bonds. Mm-hmm. Savings bonds are more of a put a smile and say, "Oh, that's nice." Yeah. That's really nice. Oh, that was very thoughtful. Like instead of buying the kid a toy. Yeah, yeah you didn't get Legos. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we have 5,000 Legos. Right. Could you take, could you give the, our, our kid a gift and take some of his Legos away? Just take them home. <laughs> Make them disappear. <laughs> my my feet hurt from walking on Legos. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, savings bonds uh, kind of uh, maybe um, bland is a good word. Hmm. I-bonds currently kind of cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty radically different. Yeah. Pretty radically different. Not unlike, as it, as it occurs to me, not unlike radically different in terms of different types of bonds in general. Mm. People talk about bonds as if they're all one kind of thing. Yeah. Name one kind of bond. Corporate bonds. And then I'll name government bonds. And you'll name. Municipal bonds. Nice. And I'll name uh, high yield bonds. Oh, uh, um, I'm stuck. International bonds. Okay. Yeah, they come in lots of flavors, lots Mm -hmm. of different sectors, and they don't operate all the same way. Just as savings bonds and I-bonds can operate very differently, corporate bonds operate very differently than government Mm -hmm. bonds. International bonds are very different than domestic bonds. So for uh, floating rate bonds, for Mm -hmm. example, uh, last year, uh, bond, the general bond market, I think the Vanguard total stock, uh, total bond market index dropped like 14%. Floating rate bonds went up. Yes. So you go, I thought all bonds went down. No, it's like saying all stocks went down, not the energy stocks. Right. And for the most part, not the banking stocks. So lots of different differences. Mm-hmm. And you got to be aware. That's right. Got to be aware. Um, but I appreciate my clients are listening. They're trying to help us be better. Yeah. Just as Alyssa gets credit for correcting me all the time. <laughs> oh, um, you and I had a question this week about Social Security. 
Did you want to brag or did you want me to change the topic? I want to brag. Go ahead. Yeah, talk, talking about me, you know, and teaching Gene things, right? So Gene received a question by email. No, you received a question that you, you sent out an email a- asking for some help. Very good. Right? Um, I believe you had a, a meeting with these nice clients Wonderful of yours. Wonderful people. And um, they shared with Gene um, what their Social Security benefits were. Just started up, right? Yeah. So the husband uh, started his at age 70. And it was a, a pretty high benefit, probably almost near or at max max, max benefits at 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And his wife's benefit was lower than what Gene thought it should be. And Gene sent an email out to, to Mark Basak, our social security specialist, and to me. And he included Connie, his assistant, on the email. And he said, here's how much these benefits are. And I thought the wife's benefit would be closer to 50% of her husband's benefit mm. as a spousal benefit. Right. What's the deal? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I said, ooh, let me take a crack at answering <laughs> this before Mark does to see if... Um, I can explain. So I explained that a, the spousal benefit is 50% of the worker's benefit at full retirement age, which is called their primary insurance amount. So in this case, Gene was looking at the benefit at age 70 and comparing it to the spouse's lower benefit and thinking they should be closer to the, the the lower one should be 50% of the higher one which would have been like uh 2200 bucks like almost a thousand bucks more than what she's getting yes yeah so i'm going whoa yeah he thought her benefit was off by a thousand bucks a month i i i i suspected that that i was overshooting but i was that was my initial hey and then Alyssa got involved. Yeah, I said, you have to remember that your primary insurance amount, which is your 100% Social Security benefit that you can collect when you reach full retirement age, which is somewhere between 66 and 67 years old, depending on your birthday, um, that grows another 8% per year between that full retirement age and age 70. beautiful. Yes. But that that age 70 higher benefit is not the one that's used to calculate spousal benefits Mm. or survivor benefits. Or survivor benefits. Spousal and survivor benefits. At his passing, she doesn't get his age 70? No, that's not what she gets what he was collecting. But if someone passes before they're collecting Social Security, survivor benefits um, are. But in this case, he is collecting, so she will collect what he's collecting. Yes. So while, as it turns out, with all your calculations, smarty pants, R-I-C-P. <laughs> um, uh, Mark, Mark, by the way, gave Alyssa a really thunderous clap on the back. Kudos, aren't you <laughs> terrific? Really, really good. Um, we still suspect that there might be a couple hundred dollars a month differential. Yes, yes. But uh, going back to the survivor benefit, if you are delaying your Social Security mm-hmm. and... Um, for some reason, let's say you're 69 and you get a bad doctor's report, mm-hmm. you should kick into your Social Security right away. Yeah. Because your survivor benefit will be what you are collecting. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever we meet with people who are trying to figure out their Social Security strategy, um, a typical recommendation that Mark makes and I fully support 
is to maximize the larger benefit because that's the one that will continue when there's only one of you still living. Um, so you don't necessarily need to defer both of them and maximize both of them. But the larger benefit, if you can make that grow as f- close to age 70 as possible, it will be beneficial for the rest of at least one of your lives um, to have grown that to the max. But anyway, the, the, social, the, the lesson here is that Social Security calculations and formulas are pretty complicated. I had the benefit of having it fresh from my retirement income certified professional coursework. Um, and I was like, oh, I know how that works. And, um, yeah, so those are the kinds of questions. So that you're saying training can be useful. <laughs> yes. And having access to the course materials for in perpetuity mm. is also very useful because things that always pop up and I say, I know we covered that and let me refresh my memory on the exact details and I can just look it up. I, I, I keep all my references. Um, I have a big bookcase in my office, but you keep yours in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> I guess lock and key. I'm not really sure what. The, okay, very good. Uh, outstanding, outstanding. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We had three outstanding calls in the first half hour, and we are o for twenty two minutes here. <laughs> so if you wish to join us before the top of the hour, that would be very very welcome. If you wish uh, to really enjoy handcrafted uh, drinks, particularly coffee, <sighs> mm. but they have. Um, Oh, where's Megan when I need her? Well, I know where she is. She's down at TNR, toasted and roasted. You were going to say matcha? Uh, matcha is big, but cha, no. It's, chai? No. Chamanga? Cha. Oh, geez, I don't know. Yep, there's a new one. Uh, <laughs> Megan, send me a text. Tell me what, what what your new drink is. It's it's like it's coffee with mushroom in it. Oh, yeah. I don't know the name, Chaga? but I know what you're talking about. Chaga? I don't know. I think. It sounds gross. At any rate. Um, <laughs> when you say it like she, that. <laughs> uh, she loves it. She absolutely loves it, and apparently it's flying off the shelves. Awesome. So if you're in uh, out and about and you're in Bethlehem at uh, at uh, Broad and, uh, and Center, uh, make sure you stop in. Say hi to Mike, Allie, and, uh, and Megan. So you've got two of my daughters and my son-in-law. So this is a, uh, trust me, it's unpaid. (laughs) Trust me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Unpaid commercial announcement. So head on down and yell at them because they probably don't have the show on radio. Why? Because they have music piped in and they're very busy. And I mean, Mm -hmm. they get really, God bless them. They're really, really busy. Uh, They've added some food menus, Mm. food items to a menu. Uh, Pretty, pretty, pretty. not pretty, very popular. So good for them. Mike's back in the kitchen working away and the girls are out there doing their great. And and the clientele, I I don't get there as often as I wish I could be there once or twice a week. Um, But the people that come in are wonderful. That's awesome. I'm happy for them. That's what really makes a small business, you know, a small business owner happy. Is like these the people make seeing that you're making them happy. Is, yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, and the fact that, uh, gosh, Mike Mike is amazing. Roasts all his own coffee. Yeah. So he's connecting to, um, and and there's a there's a term I should know know this where where it's uh, certified that it's been grown organically and mm-hmm. that the the farmers are getting paid appropriately and. Uh, a fair trade, I think it's called. Okay. Um, and so everybody's being treated very respectfully along the way. And then he blends from, gosh, in some cases, half a dozen different com- countries of different beans into blends that, hmm, yeah, they're, 
If I do say so <laughs> myself, I'm a big fan. I could so, use more of that. My coffee's empty. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, and it wasn't powerful enough. <laughs> so when I go in and I get uh, four shots of espresso, is that where you? That's kind of what I could use. Yeah. yeah. Well, We're going to Top Golf today. Is Uber Eats? Does Uber Eats kind of? No, what the DoorDash or? Yeah. Probably. Get on, Ma- that get on your magic re- magic rectangle and place an order, and we'll meet them downstairs. You're going to Top Golf today. Yes, Zach and I bought um, a Top Golf package as a Christmas gift for my in-laws. So we're t- there's a group of twelve of us. Uh, we're going to spend a couple hours at Top Golf in Edison, New Jersey. How much fun are you going to? It's going to be great. Oh, it's a hoot! Have you done it before? Never. Um, None of us has. Uh, Top Golf is quite an experience, and for a group, it is a hoot. And for folks who really like golf, very effective. For folks who are just there for fun, very much fun. Um, and I've heard, I've just heard rumors about like adult beverages. I've just yeah, heard well, we got the food you package, got package, so there's going to be like wings and nachos and stuff like that. And nice, yeah. Edison, how far is it? An hour. That's all? Mm-hmm. Maybe an hour, 10 minutes, I'm, depending on traffic. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really not that busy this afternoon. <laughs> Actually, We're at our maximum capacity. Thank, thank you so Sorry. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, did you see the cake I baked that you can't have any of? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you're so bad. <laughs> 610-720-7900. We covered that one. I did not check my Mega Millions tickets yet. I'll have to do that <laughs> later. Uh, we talked about um, Social Security. Uh, we need to talk about, well, I want to do this email just because it's one of those kind where I'm guessing and I really need uh, some confirmation. Dear Gene, um, love your show. Hope you can direct me to your next step. I got my statement from MML Investor Services. My IRA account, My IRA account was nearly wiped out in one month. Instead of sixty five thousand two ninety three this month, I have thirty eight dollars and ninety nine cents. What? <clears throat> exactly. Uh, I will certainly contact the firm on Monday, but I would appreciate some direction. Uh, uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going out on a limb. <clears throat> MML. Uh, I'm thinking is Mass Mutual. Okay. A life insurance company. Yeah. If if I am correct. I would then make the next guess that this investment, this IRA, was an annuity. And then my next guess is that the annuity matured. And then my next guess is that they've taken the maturity amount and put it into a money market, a something. Okay. Uh, so that that is my guess. But <clears throat> here's my observation. Uh, once the young lady finds out what she has and where the heck her money is, um, the second question I would have for her advisor is WTF. Uh, yeah. Um, just a surprise. You shouldn't ever have a client not knowing where did my money where go. Where did my money go? There should have been a conversation prior prior to maturity. Here's This is about to happen. Here are your options etc. The fact that that didn't happen is disgraceful. It really is. And it's a shame that this young lady will have anxiety for 72 hours or, or more. longer. Sure. Before they, and again, 
These are all guesses. These are all guesses. We'll see how psychic I really am when she reports back to us. Here's my next guess. Oh, geez, I don't know. Let me check it out. I'm going to guess the financial advisor's first response is, oh, I I have no idea. This is crazy. Let me check it out before they don't even know themselves. That's my guess. Um, It's a guess. I had a very long conversation on the phone yesterday with our annuity specialist partner, Kagan. Hmm. Um, I have a, a... not a client, um, but a you know a, pros- a prospective client who's looking for some help, coming back in to meet with me this week, and they have a portfolio of annuities that they don't have statements for. They're working with a company that has sold them five hundred grand worth of annuities over time, multiple annuities. I think they have seven. And um, I needed Kagan to to explain to me what we're working with here because I have no statements. This company gives them a spreadsheet made they make themselves that's all different colors it's it's actually quite ugly and hard to read and um doesn't have a lot of pertinent details that we all would need to know to actually know what to expect with from these annuities and what they're actually going to do for them and we went through one by one we spent about 40 minutes on the phone and he was looking up the annuity contracts and telling me this one has a rider, this one doesn't, this one, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 16-year contracts, 14-year contracts, like, ugh. And so that reminds me that I wanted to share with people that if you have all of your retirement savings locked up in a package of annuities that you don't have actual statements for, it's you, you need to ask some questions. And, Red flag. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Don't Red flag. get yourself into that situation because now these people are locked up. They have very limited options mm. without costing them surrender fees. It's not it, it, they don't even really they don't even really know the important information they need to know to have a plan for what's this money going to do for me in retirement. It's not good. And the report they were given was fundamentally a handmade Excel spreadsheet. Yes. Not too dissimilar to what Bernie Madoff used to do when he was cheating his clients. Yes. Creating things out of thin air. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean that they've been cheated. No. It does mean, however, that the advisor doesn't have a handle on the appropriate way to be serving a client. Correct. And I will be um, just, it's honest, true uh, statement. There's misleading information on that handcrafted spreadsheet. Well, then they might have some more options than they think they have. Mm. Because if Gene gets involved, (laughs) Gene loves a good scrape, a little little scrap or something. We might involve the insurance commissioner in this. All right. That might be fun. Just for fun. Just to (laughs) see whether tying up everybody's money in long-term annuities meets the well, your honor test. Well, your honor, uh, I made a lot of commissions. Ooh, that wasn't the right answer. (laughs) 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. We'll take your emails, your calls after this on more than money.
Welcome back to More Than Money. If you missed the first hour, you missed a lot. Holy cow, we covered a ton of ground. Jam-packed. Uh, great calls, uh, great questions, great emails. Uh, if you are going, oh, darn, um, it is not irretrievable. We uh, place our shows, all of our shows on podcast on our More Than Money website, uh, John does his uh, technological work. Uh, Megan does her technological work, and it ends up Monday-ish, Monday noon-ish, I should say. Uh, go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Look for the uh, January 14th, 2023 show. You'll also find 50-ish shows uh, there. I think we've started doing a drop-off, doing a year's worth of shows and then dropping off. Uh, you're going to find a ton of information there. You can actually search uh, uh, by some topics. Uh, we give you some highlights and some uh, um, key questions that we answered on air. Um, bottom line is that it's available to you. And um, as Alyssa pointed out to me <clears throat> quite some time ago, so I'm sure the numbers are up higher even still. We have hundreds of folks who listen on podcasts. And... Uh, that's very much appreciated if we can be of service to you, even though you're not listening live, of course, reach out to us either directly email, of course, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com, Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com, or to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. So John will get that, uh, our show together, Megan will get the show together, and then post that as a podcast Monday. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Jean. Jean, good morning. Good morning. How may we serve you? Okay, uh, we have like ninety eight thousand in short term bond index, and we were considering transfer it into intermediate term treasury. Is that a good idea right now, or wait till later? Yeah, what what is your goal for the money? What what are you trying to accomplish with this money? Uh, just basically saving it for retirement, and possibly the kids would end up with it. Oh, okay. Um, so, is it more important to you that the principal be protected, your your investment be protected, or that you get a higher rate of return? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. And and you've got a very substantial sum of money. So it's not as if you've got to decide one or the other. You could break it into pieces and 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 make those choices on, hey, I'll put most of it where it's 100% protected and I'll put a little of it where it could grow or vice versa. So you've got a, you've got a lot of options. I will tell you uh, that I'm not a big fan yet of of longer term bonds i am m much more what comfortable with uh the shorter term bond um uh risk uh than i am intermediate yet the folks that seem to have a handle on bonds are hopeful uh, that interest rates will top out towards the end of this year so 12 months or more away and then start to dip a bit if if interest rates indeed do top out, then moving from short term to intermediate term will do will raise your rate of return a bit. And, and that's that's a not a bad thing. But when I say a bit, I literally mean a bit. 
if we use um, uh, U.S. government treasuries as an example, right now 10-year treasuries and two-year treasuries pay virtually the same interest rate. And, and 30-year treasuries pay less. So pushing your maturity out might give you a tiny bit more income or not. It might actually cost you a little bit of money and might put you in, in more risk exposed. Uh, in any event, those those are going to be in the uh, 3%, 3.25% range, um, which is way better than it was uh, a couple of years back. But there are uh, short-term uh, CDs, FDIC-insured CDs available. When I say short-term, six-month plus or minus uh, that are paying 45 so if, if I were in a short-term treasury bond um, index fund and, and if everything, all things being equal, my, my principal was stable and I was getting three, I would strongly consider moving a, a chunk or all of that uh, to, a, uh, to a collection of CDs and increase my rate of return from three-ish to four and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not using any of that interest uh, at this point we just let everything recalculate and well then one of the things uh, you might what would cons- be the purpose of ha- having it all in intermediate term then oh um theoretically uh and when we're talking about terms here for people that are listening going i'm not really sure i follow uh bonds generally have maturities that go from very short days literally days to 30 years so if you're talking about a short-term bond, generally those are considered bonds that have maturities under five years. If you're talking about long-term bonds, you're talking about bonds that generally have maturities 10 or 15 years or longer. So intermediate-term bonds are ones that will mature in five to 10 years. The idea in general is that if you go a little further out on these maturities, you'll get a little higher rate of interest. Currently, that isn't the case. Currently in the bond market, that simply isn't happening. So the advantage normally would be a higher rate of return. Currently, that advantage doesn't uh, exist. So I'm, I'm not clear um, if, if, if I put hard pencil to paper, I'm not clear that I could find a good reason for you to go intermediate at this point. Uh, it, uh, if you are not using the interest, if you're uh, wishing to make sure that you're, you're also not exposed to paying tax on the interest that you're not spending, you might consider a fixed uh, short-term annuity. Um, there are certain high-quality annuities now that have shortened their maturities. For many years, uh, annuities matured at 7, 8, 9, 10 years some bonehead annuity salesman would go out 12, 14, 16. Uh, but, but seven, eight, nine was pretty typical. Those have been shortened dramatically. And there are a, a, a slew, a solid two handfuls of very good companies that are offering three-year maturity annuities, and they're guaranteeing 5% return. So again, you would be almost doubling uh, your your current rate of return with no risk, with no risk. Well, we're 
both 80 years old, so mm. uh, I don't know if there'd be a better choice in kind of our age there. Well, everything that we're talking about here is super safe, super conservative. So 80 um, does not throw me a curveball, doesn't change anything of what we just discussed. Um, my recommendations still fit you, um, uh, despite or maybe even uh, because of uh, of your age. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the information. Well, I appreciate your call. Thank you. God bless. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You too. Bye. It can be really challenging to evaluate options. Mm-hmm. And... Um, especially, uh, not especially, particularly, almost certainly, uh, in three minutes on the radio. <laughs> so when we talk about our um, uh, free second opinion meetings, mm-hmm. w- what do you think the biggest value of having that hour or so together really is to you as an advisor? The opportunity to ask questions and spend time learning more about specific circumstances and goals. Yeah. It's it's that, that you need time to, 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 to build that depth, mm-hmm. that yeah. depth of understanding because this very sweet lady is, is giving me some very basic information. I got this money, right? I could do this or this. Uh, that's not really true. You could do this or this or a hundred other things. Right. So in three minutes, there's simply no way for me to do justice to what specifically she should be doing. But if she was sitting with you for an hour, you would be talking about her age, of course, mm-hmm. w- her goals. Mm-hmm. She mentioned maybe the kids, mm-hmm. maybe it's money they don't need, her tax bracket, mm-hmm. her risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things that in a short period of time really doesn't do justice and that second opinion meeting, there's absolutely no charge for it. Um, I get uh, taken to the cleaners quite often on folks who um, hmm, they think they know so much better. Than, why are you not like really pushing your company? Because all the other sh- uh, financial shows, they don't go two minutes without saying, call our 800 number now. <laughs> Operators are standing by. But wait, there's more. Order by midnight tonight, and we'll double your order. <laughs> and free shipping. Free shipping. By the way, we always give free shipping. True. <laughs> and Alyssa's rolling her eyes like, oh, why? Why? Why are you doing that? Just We, we, don't, we don't actually ship anything. We do, so if we mail stuff, we, we always provide we, a postage uh, paid return yeah, envelope. But, 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 <laughs> That's no, free shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We hand it to them before they leave. We don't <laughs> don't don't do the free shipping oh, part. God. I'll tell you the one thing we do that we almost never talk about on air. What's that? And it's connected to the second opinion meeting. There are folks who come in and they go, "Wow, yeah, this sounds really good." Hmm. Maybe uh, maybe I'll try. I hope it's uh, I hope it's as good as it sounds. But what if it isn't? Uh, we uh, um, uh, invoice. Our clients, we our, our fees are paid. Um, in a, the phrase is odd. It's it's uh, the the Sam Bankman Freed phrase in arrears. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's for my friend Mark. <laughs> my friend Mark's listening. Going, ah, I get that. Um, 
So yep. uh, you will not pay. Um, if you come in, you go. It sounds good. I, I I'd like to at least try. I want to I want to you know have as little risk in trying as I can. Well, you can you can get all the good stuff mm-hmm. for ninety days, mm-hmm. and there's never a bill. That's right. And at the end of ninety days, if you say, you know what, this was fun, but it wasn't that much fun. <laughs> I think I shall go elsewhere. There's no fee. Uh-huh. It doesn't cost you anything. And the only way that you would ever pay your fee then going forward is that you're happy. That's right. You're pleased. And what would make you happy and pleased? Very simple. Good results, great service. Good results, great service. That's what keeps people there for 43 years. That's right. And if you're hesitant... Um, this young lady who just called gave you a perfect example of why a second opinion meeting makes a great deal of sense uh, for both you and us because it gives us a chance to drill deeper, have a deeper understanding of you and give you much more specifically appropriate recommendations that fit you because we understand you so much better. Uh, that's important to us and important to you because now you're going from, you know what? You could do this, or you could do that, or you could do any one of 11 things, and you hit, all right, I'm no better off than when I started, and my head hurts, to here are two things that I think really fit you. That's really valuable. Mm -hmm. It's also valuable to know, and we've mentioned it in the past, it sometimes catches people kind of off guard, but it's, it's as honest as we can be. We simply don't take everyone as clients. Certain people don't really fit us. Um, doesn't make them bad people. Well, in some cases, actually, <clears throat> just saying. Mm-hmm. But um, the 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 chemical fit um, is is first and foremost the most important part of how we select the people that we do work with. Do we work well together? Um, and then do our services fit our client? That that's extremely important because we are not all things to all people. There are certain people who come in and go, oh, our credit's really bad. We've really gotten into a deep trouble and we need help digging out. That's Dave Ramsey. That And I've said it for now probably two decades. That is Dave Ramsey. That's what Dave Ramsey's group does better than anybody I've ever bumped into. If you're in financial difficulty, you've got credit card debt, you've got loans, you're really digging out or you're considering bankruptcy or you've gone through bankruptcy and you're really struggling, Dave Ramsey and his team, they're the best I've ever seen. Best I've ever seen. And if you're looking from a, from a, yeah, I'm not bankruptcy, but Ooh, I'm, I'm clearly, I'm not in control. I need to have more training. Uh, Ramsey has a, a training program called Financial Peace University. It's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. We are not all things to all people. So, yeah, there is, is there the very real possibility that the outcome of our free second opinion meeting is that we agree that we're not going to work together? Sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that might be the best outcome from that meeting. Oh, without a doubt. For both parties. Yep. Well said. Yep. Well said. 610-720-7900. You can send Alyssa uh, your emails, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. I'll take emails as well, gene at askmtm.com. Jim, if you're still listening, I did get your email. Jim, 
as a loyal listener and has helped us out. He's a CPA, helps us out on a very regular. When I say us, more me. Helps me out on regular occasion when I'm into a tax thing and I'm going, I'm kind of groping around in here. And he goes, all right, here's the answer. And it <laughs> takes me off the hook. Uh, he heard us talking last week about about cash uh, stashing. Oh, and, yeah, the envelope and, and Envelope method. budgeting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cash share, stuffing. Cash stuffing, thank you. Uh, and uh, relates the story about he and his wife uh, using a form of that by using their transferring money from their checking into their savings and yeah. and identifying it. And he said, even though they've paid off their mortgage and car loans years ago, they still send those payments over into their savings. Oh, uh, good. So it's just carving out more and more, going from a debt service to a building equity. So yeah. beautifully done. Uh, and it reminded me of uh, someone I spoke to this past week, too, who said they have like the vacation club and Christmas club. And I think it's a similar idea, right? Of it's like a it digital envelope yep. where it's a part of your savings account that's allocated for a specific Without a thing. Doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Robert. Robert, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, you guys do great work. Uh, longtime listener, second time caller. Thank you. What can and, we do to help? Uh, okay. Um, I've been uh, looking at gold diversification in my uh, portfolio and, you know, on CNBC and so on and so forth. You know, the commercials are are just getting blasted everywhere. I'm kind of dubious on the uh, the commercials that I see and not real comfortable uh, with uh, commodities trading and whatnot. So I've been looking at the S&P uh, Spider uh, Gold ETF uh, ticker GLD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was curious to know get uh, your thoughts on that and whether that might be a good move to uh, get gold exposure into my uh, portfolio. Yeah, Robert, I think you're on the right track. And for folks out there that are, that are listening and, and hearing the term gold, a lot of folks are, are, are uh, kind of knee-jerk reactions. Oh, yeah, gold coins. Uh, people are going to buy gold coins. That is only one way that you can buy gold. Uh, you can certainly buy coins, uh, collectible coins, or just face value coins or bullion. But what Robert's referencing here is an exchange traded fund that's um, um, it, its entire purpose is to buy physical gold. So Robert sends them twenty thousand bucks. Gold is trading at two thousand dollars an ounce. On his behalf, they buy twenty ounces. It actually goes into a vault. It is real physical gold. Uh, it's not an. It, it's it's not a commodities market trading process. Uh, it is uh, it it is the physical gold itself. So for millions of investors, this works out really really well for exactly the purpose, Robert, that you're describing, which is I want to add gold to my investments as a diversification. Uh, asset. It works beautifully. It can be purchased easily. Uh, It can be sold easily. Most uh, custodians, we use Charles Schwab nearly uh, exclusively. They charge no commissions to buy or sell the ETF, uh, the the GLD ETF. And as a result, you're you're not going into a a shop and and selling um, 
buying it at retail and selling it wholesale and, and, and the dealer making a, a 10, 15, 20% spread. Um, the actual, uh, as I recall, and it's, I'm, I haven't looked at it in probably six or eight months, but I think the actual uh, expense, annual expense on the GLD is crazy low, like, like one-tenth of 1%. Yeah, extremely low because there's no management involved. Mm-hmm. It is strictly buying and selling. Yeah, they're the, not uh, trading. Yeah. They have no strategy. They have no analyst. It's just that it, they are simply doing a transaction. Okay. So, yeah, um, from your standpoint, I think it makes sense. Uh, our guidance for most of our clients is that if they are really committed to gold, silver is a um, uh, and, and uh, SLV is an ETF for silver, <laughs> Uh, we we try to encourage folks to keep uh, their gold and or other precious metals exposure to under five percent of their portfolio. If you've got a hundred grand to invest and you put five thousand bucks in gold and or silver, um, it's, it's about right. Okay, thanks a lot. You've been very helpful. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you, sir. God bless. God bless, sir. Thank you. Yeah, now there there are other folks who are interested in gold, but for very different reasons. There are folks who are quite convinced that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Yes. And uh, if you are semi-aware, you would say, that's not the silliest idea <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, and, and their concern is that when the world does go to hell in a handbasket, when... Uh, the American dollar isn't worth a plug nickel uh, when cyber um, currencies have been exposed as being worthless. Uh, are we not going to turn back to the tried and true storehouses of wealth, gold and silver? And the answer is maybe, maybe. Now, I'll be blunt. I've been doing this for 780 years, and there have been uh, gold mongers and silver mongers and fear mongers the entire time. Uh, and I've had people literally from the first moment that I, I became a financial advisor to yesterday trying to scare the living crap out of people so that they could sell them gold and silver. Mm-hmm. And let me think how many times in my career now have we gone away from the financial markets and needed to go to the grocery store with uh, dimes and quarters made of, all right, that's never happened. <laughs> it's never happened. It's been predicted in my career, probably 10 times, 12 times that we are now is we're on the verge. All we have to do is we're going to tip into the, uh, t- into the abyss and you're going to need to buy gold and silver just to buy bread. Mm. Well, if you are one of those, if you are somebody that has that fear that concern that hey i get it i'm a prepper i gotta get ready for armageddon do not buy gld do not buy slv don't don't buy etfs these are paper assets that represent physical gold you want the gold and in reality you don't (laughs) what you really want is the silver because gold at two thousand an ounce even a small amount of gold is two or three or four or five hundred dollars. So I am, it's now Armageddon. John has a loaf of bread. He wants to sell it to me for 50 bucks and I've got $200 worth of gold. It's my smallest coin. And he goes, well, so what do you want me to do about it? 
Yeah. Uh, and, and John already suggested, I'll just keep the change. And you're kind of screwed. Um, junk silver, pre-1964 silver, comes in lots of denominations. And because silver trades at such a uh, much reduced per ounce price, y- you can get much more realistically practical with a big bag of junk silver, uh, dimes and nickels and quarters and half dollars and silver dollars. And you can be, um, you can gain perhaps some peace of mind. Not a big fan, not a recommendation. But for those uh, of you out there that are going, huh, have you looked towards Washington this week? I get it. I understand. I understand. I just, me personally, I'm a glass half full kind of mm-hmm. guy. I think we're going to be just fine. Hmm. Uh, I think it may take a tsunami to hit Washington and suck all that uh, dredge right out to the ocean. But, hey, this is why I pray every day. And I'm not just picking and choosing. I'm praying every day because I don't know which day he's going to be listening going, tsunami. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? That is a great idea. And, you know, it'll just, like, uh, pull all the sludge right out. Oh, my goodness. The sludge will be right out. Oy, oy, oy. Last break of the show, your last opportunity, 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com. When we return, I've got an email that's 500 pages long, <laughs> and I want to talk about a very important change to IRA RMDs for inherited IRAs. Okay. Good song. Let's go, go gadget. <laughs> I made that up. 610-720-7900. Back after this on More Than Money. We thought he was gone. We thought he checked his mega millions <laughs> and he had like 12 million in his pocket. Uh, you want to hear a fun story about mega millions? No, just kidding. <laughs> that was hard. No. By the way, thank you for the Stevie Nicks. Hey, no problem. Tell Appreciate me. that. Tell me. Go ahead. Yeah, you? thank you, John. What's, See? Your, what's your story? See, uh, many, many years ago, uh, 15-ish, Okay. Uh, we had a, uh, a client who sadly in their entire life, they had two children. 
all they did was dedicate themselves to their children. So by the time I met them, the children had graduated college. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad paid for everything. They lived in a relatively tiny house, and they had about 40,000 bucks to their names Okay. in their early 60s. Mm -hmm. I know. Oh, you're okay. just yeah. wonderful people. Errors in judgment. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, their son was to very successful. They were both, the son and our very, very successful, but that's a, that, that's, that's an ill-conceived retirement plan yes yes i'm gonna i'm gonna make my kids really really successful so i'm sure that when i need money i can just call and the answer is please don't plan that way <laughs> goodness gracious um bottom line is uh, they got a phone call one day from a gentleman who said he was an attorney from new york and that um, she had inherited uh, millions and millions and she went, yeah, right, and hung up. <laughs> and they called back. They said, no, really. And there she went, yeah. All right, if this is true, call my financial advisor. And they did. And it was true. Oh, my. Um, Fifteen years ago, it was about mm, $30 million. Wow. So they went from nothing. Tiny, sweet house. I really like the house, but tiny. To and forty grand in their lives. Wow, millions. So um, we ended up doing some really, really sophisticated planning, of course, tax planning, of course, and part of that uh, entailed uh, doing some charitable giving uh, to organizations they were really committed to. And uh, uh, bottom line, uh, we ended up with uh, one big meeting at one point where there were attorneys and uh, attorneys, <laughs> uh, um, lots of tax people. And when all was said and done, they started their investment with $5 million. So the estate wrote a check to them for $5 million. They endorsed it and said, hey, we're off to the races. Um, and I'm uh, heading back to the office. And uh, as, you might, as you might suspect, when you're carrying $5 million, you check it. <laughs> you don't want it to it's blow out there. the window. <laughs> the windows. You got the windows up and locked. <laughs> and you're going 80 miles an hour, but you still got the doors locked, too, because somebody might open that door. <laughs> so I, I checked in, and, of course, I pulled it out, and, and then it hit me. So I called, and I said, sir, I have good news, and I have bad news. And he said, what? I said, which do you want first? He said, uh, I don't know. I guess the bad news. I said, you and your wife endorsed a $5 million check that I can cash anywhere in the world 100% legally. It's not paid to the order of a custodian. It's not you just endorsed it. I can go to any bank and walk out with $5 million. bucks. And he went, oh, my God. He said, well, then what could be the good news? I said, it's not enough. It's not enough to tempt me. It's not enough <laughs> that I would go off the rails. It's, I'm not Bernie Madoff. I'm not willing to trade con artistry. I'm not some annuity guy that says if I can sell some poor couple, how many annuities? Like seven. Seven at six, seven, eight percent commissions apiece. Yes make forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 and tie them up for a decade. I'm willing to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not. And as a result, um, fortunately for me, 
I can go to any grocery store in my neighborhood and still show my face. <laughs> I don't have to worry about, hey, Gene, what? No, hide. Everybody hide. <laughs> no. Duck. No, duck. Yes. Uh, go down to produce aisle. <laughs> See if there's any bananas in the fruit for kids. Is it? Yes. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I might raid the free fruit for kids Free basket. fruit for kids. <laughs> Speaking of free oh. fruit for kids, let's go to the phones and let's talk to Paul. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Jean. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. I have a question. I have, at some point, been given by my mom um, five Krugerrands. My sister also was given five Krugerrands back shortly, I believe, after my dad died, but I'm not positive about that. If I go to sell them, I'm assuming the IRS is going to be interested in what I, any money that I made from that. Sure. How do I determine the cost basis of when I got them? Because I really don't know for sure. Uh, very good. Uh, the cost basis for you, since they were a gift, would be mm -hmm. the price that your parents paid for them when they bought them. Ah. So uh, are, okay. I, are either of your parents still with us? No. Okay, so you're going to have to do a little bit of research. And in the okay. absence of any kind of, of valid research, the IRS is going to assume zero. And they're going to assume that whatever you sell them for, you paid nothing and you're going to pay tax on the entire amount. So it, it really does give you the incentive to do a little bit of homework and see if you can find out um, at even – ballpark of what year they bought them so you can get a reasonable guesstimate. Hey, it was 1975 and gold in 75 went for $400 an ounce. So we're going to use that as a good number that the, the IRS would say in all probability. Yeah, that makes pretty good sense to me. If you say, gosh, I don't know. So I think it was probably, I don't know, 1800 an ounce. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I do remember seeing somewhere in paperwork that I got when my dad or mom passed, uh, when they did buy it. I, I did see the receipt. So I basically, I guess, got to do some digging and find that. Well, I'm going to add one more piece of homework for you, Paul, and it, and, or, or not. Uh, when you received these coins, did you receive them? Mom handed those to you here. Is, Paul, something I want you to have, or did you receive them through the estate? I did not receive them through the through the estate. Okay, yeah. Then then what we just discussed is exactly right. Your, your, okay. your cost basis is whatever they paid for them. What they paid. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I needed to know. I'll do some digging. Thank you, sir. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Take care. Yeah, it can be a real challenge. Gifts are wonderful and challenging because gifts also carry, uh, they are gifting you their cost basis. So whatever, uh, uh, whether it could be gold, could be a car, collectible car, could be a piece of real estate. It could, there, there's, the list goes on and on and on. Um, in some cases, um, Mark and I had a conversation uh, this week about a client that has an investment property they no longer wish to keep, but mm -hmm. they have a lot of profit mm -hmm. and the tax, oh, your head hurts. Yep. And there are a number of ways. There are uh, tax-free exchanges, tax-deferred exchanges. 
a lot of complications. A fairly simple way, fairly simple way, uh, is that if there is someone in their life, children particularly, or parents particularly, that they are providing a support to who are in very low tax brackets, yeah, they can gift the property to those folks, kids, parents, both. Um, they can divide it up into pieces and, hey, we've got three kids and four grandparents and we'll do uh, seven shares and we'll gift it to them. They sell it. They have the same cost basis as mom and dad, but their tax bracket is very low. In some cases, mm. depending on their income, their capital gains bracket might be zero. Zero. How about zero? Yeah. Zero is good sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of sometimes, 610-720-7900. We've been threatening to talk about inherited IRAs. Yes. This is an important uh, change in the tax law. Inherited IRAs, if someone passed away prior to 2020, January 1st of 2020, nothing changes. You, you can stretch out your, your uh, distributions from that IRA over your lifetime. It's called a stretch IRA. Nothing changes. You've got, um, the, it's a pretty significant tax advantage uh, option. So you've, you've got that going for you. But starting with January 1st of 2020, if people inherited an IRA and they were not in the special designated class, mm-hmm. classes, there's four or five spouses is in that class. Mm-hmm. Um, Beneficiaries who are not more than 10 years younger than right. the decedent. Um, minor children, mm-hmm. uh, people who are disabled. Mm-hmm. So there are certain people that get some, some um, uh, relief. But for the vast majority of people, by the way, children are not in the special class. No. So uh, dad passes away, leaves you $100,000 in your IRA. He passed away after January 1st of 2020. You're now under the 10-year rule. Right. And up until recently, the 10-year rule said something pretty straightforward, weird, but straightforward. You have to take this money out within 10 years. Oh, so I have to take out one-tenth per year. No. Mm-hmm. No. You, you simply have to take it all out within 10 years. So you can take it, you can wait. Till not, nine years. Nine and, years, 364. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you could take it out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And then the new Secure Act 2.0 was passed. And it changed a little bit. But it actually changed uh, for some people a lot. And it says this, um, dad passed away. You inherited his IRA. He was 75 years old and had already, of course, begun taking his RMDs. You must continue to take RMDs for the 10 years that you hold and then empty it out completely in the 10th year. Ah, your dad, I'm not your dad. Your dad's healthy as a, as can be. So we're, we're someone's dad is 64 and passes away, and you inherit it. You have no RMDs. Okay. So it becomes um, a, the the two factors that are really important uh, are when did the person pass away, and were they whether they were taking their um, 
And it's not the issue of um, had they started taking RMDs, it's whether they had reached their initial RMD uh, qualification. So yeah. uh, years ago, it was 70 and a half, uh, and, and then the rules changed. So they, they were supposed to, but they didn't. You still have to take RMDs. Um, they were supposed to. They died before they took their first RMD, but they were their their initial RMD. They they were in that uh, what qualification period. You still must take the RMD. And it's the decedent's RMD. Decedent's RMD. Uh, okay, and empty it within ten years. Is that what you said? That is exactly right. Okay. So. Um, what will happen, and let me clarify, um, my apologies, I answered a question I thought you were going to ask me instead of the question you did ask me. It is not the decedent's um, RMD. It is a, a RMD based on the uh, beneficiary's life expectancy, uh, single life expectancy. Okay. And, of course, that's not going to empty it over 10 years, no. typically, unless the beneficiary is 85 years old. Right. But it will be based on the uh, the life expectancy, single life expectancy of the beneficiary. And then at the end of the 10th year, the balance must come out. Does this apply to someone who inherited an IRA in 2022 and so hasn't started following this rule yet? And now that this rule is in place, they have to begin it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a client this applies to. Um, so. so do I. And it was discovered because she got a check from a custodian last year, 2022, uh, RMD based on an inherited IRA. And she said, whoa, I didn't ask for this and I don't have to take it. And we reached out to the custodian and they went, oop, our bad. We'll take the money back. We're sorry. But starting next year, she will. And we all went, whoop. Wait a second. And had to do the research. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Now, speaking of research, are you uh, are you buckled in? Yeah. Let me make sure. Uh, not really sure, male or female. Um, the uh, listener writes, my schedule this past year does not allow me to listen regularly or to catch up regularly with your archived broadcast on your website. Ugh. So please give me a margin of error here. <laughs> That's okay. I don't listen most weeks anyway. Um, <laughs> concerning the market volatility this past year, I think I remember you saying that on one of your broadcasts that it's not a loss until you cash it out. It's only a loss on paper. Try to ride out the storm until the stock market recovers, depending on your time horizon, question mark, but without trying to play crystal ball market timing. Yep. So far, so good. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure I ever used the, uh, the term ride it out because that, uh, that suggests um, uh, something I, I, I find um, disturbing about some of my, fellow advisors where they just go, just hang in there. What the market's really down. What should we do? Just hang in there. Just hang in there is, is a perfectly appropriate advice about 30% of the time. It needs an asterisk. Oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, wow. Uh, Sam Bankman free asterisk. Okay. Um, 
Uh, do you mean cash out losses as in take a distribution from an employee 401k or does cash out loss also refer to during a severe reallocation of one's 401k portfolio from one or more funds to a completely different fund all within the available choices of funds? I ask this because my 401k from a previous employer is in an aggressive balance of allocations across five different fund holdings where on paper, at least, it gained uh, over 2021, but then had a loss uh, of about half of that gain uh, last year. But this former employer is changing custodians with a blackout period starting January 24th. In one part of the info packet sent by the new custodian, it says that my existing fund balances uh, will transfer in kind to the new uh, custodian Mm -hmm. throughout the transition process. But my question is what happens after? Because in a different part of the packet, it says your plan will be invested in a qualified default investment alternative. Uh, That's a target date fund. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty typical. Mm -hmm. Um, I called uh, for clarification, uh, said ask your former employer. When I called my former employer, they said ask the custodian. Um, What will this mean to me? Loss-wise, if I'm automatically dumped into this default target date range after the process is completed, other than the fact I will no longer have control over uh, when I want to decide to rebalance uh, on my own terms, uh, or do I sound like a gambler who does not want to walk away from the table until he recoups his losses? It depends in uh, uh, quotation marks, variables you probably want to know currently Separated from service from my most recent employer, 65. I don't see me rolling 401k into a new employer's plan. Not ready to start retirement distributions, nor Social Security. Married, uh, husband still working. I still have some time to make some of these choices. It's on our to-do list. Uh, as soon as I'm done with certain, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Uh, thank you for all you do for us and for the community. Ah, very complete. Um, Interestingly, uh, and fortunately, much easier than it appears. She has a former 401k. It's being sent to a new custodian. Yeah. Uh, Number one, you don't have to follow. Right. You you can make the choice. um, You you can make the choice now. Today's, what, the 14th. So you've got 10 days uh, to say to the current custodian, I want you to send my money to an IRA. Yep. So you have that choice. Um, you you do not have the option to go into a new 401k because you don't currently have an employer with a 401k. So that's off the table and, and no great loss. Um, your interpretation of what they're saying is slightly off in this sense. Um, yes, uh, they will come over in kind. Assuming that the new custodian has the same funds, mm-hmm. they will stay in those funds. They will not change. The default fund is only used in situations where the participant does not indicate to the custodian which funds they want to use. Mm -hmm. So you are not, default does not in this case mean we're taking your control away from you 
and we'll tell you what to invest in. Right. You still have choices. You still have all those choices, all the options. You still have those that, that ability to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, assuming they have the same funds in the, at the new custodian, those funds that you currently have will come over intact and be exactly as they were before they left the current custodian. You mentioned the current custodian. It, it is a uh, predominantly an insurance-based uh, custodian. So there's a very real chance that the new 401k does not have those funds. And in that case, yes, they will all drop into a default into that target date fund. But you could change that the very next day. Uh, From your background, from your description, I don't think that's going to really serve you very well. I think having an IRA uh, rollover um, in effect, take the money, put it someplace where, number one, you have unlimited options, uh, not a short menu from a 401k provider, uh, but a unlimited menu from an IRA custodian standpoint. And in my opinion, you would benefit from having a financial advisor that you would sit with and go through your um, uh, overall scenario and make some really uh, specific recommendations. Um, at this point, you've been fairly used to I got a, like 25 things to pick from and I pick six. Um, those are hopefully the best of what you had to offer or they, what was offered to you. But that's just what one tenth of 1% of what's available in the yeah, world. Right. So you may find that there are investments that are far more uh, appropriate, appropriate for you specifically for you. I don't think we have time to get into this, but the, her use of cash out losses, to, I just wanted to point out quickly that I don't really consider that term to apply in this case. Um, and that's more like a taxable account where you, you have, you'll realize capital losses. You don't do that in a tax deferred account. Nope. You may have noticed that I largely ignored that part of it because it really doesn't add any, um, doesn't adjust the recommendations. Right. So, yep. But I appreciate that. That's exactly right. For folks who have reached out year end and said, hey, are we doing some tax loss harvesting? And then I go to their uh, lineup and I find uh, two IRAs and two Roth IRAs. <laughs> like, go, nope. The answer is no. <laughs> Thank you for making my job so easy. <laughs> folks, we just have a couple minutes left, just literally a couple minutes left. Um in this edition of More Than Money. So uh, we want to thank all of our callers, all of our emailers. We hope we helped a little bit along the way. All of you kind enough to listen to us and and, uh, allow Alyssa to be the star of the show. (laughs) Uh, Correct Gene as often as humanly possible. (laughs) Educate him up, train him up a bit. Uh, (laughs) These are all very much welcome. It allows us to be the most relevant financial show in, um, in radio today. So if you would like the opportunity to sit with a more than money advisor for a free second opinion meeting or any one of our partners in the same way, 610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. You can also send a listen email, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. Send me an email, gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com. And you can go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. Folks, thanks very much for being part of our show. You're the best. And next week, we'll be right back here answering your questions on More Than Money.